Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our regular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sport. And today, it is no different. I have Mr. Ivan Chachua from The Zone. Ivan, welcome to the show, buddy. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, man. My pleasure to be to be with you here. Um, Ivan, take me back in time. Who, who was Ivan as a young man at school? Um, how far back? You know, you were talking about the beginning, growing up, my yeah, childhood yeah, 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 days. Go, go right back. Yeah, I was born in Cameroon, and it's it's a, it's a country in Africa, it's a small country in Africa. And I came to the states. You know, I grew up playing soccer, and I came to the states, and there was no soccer really big in the United States, in New York specifically, basketball, right? And couldn't really speak the English language, um, so. You know, the only way I could connect with people was through sports. And I picked up the basketball and gym class. And, you know, from then on, it helped me learn the English language, helped me make friends, um, helped me get acclimated to the culture here. And from then on, I never left the sport of basketball. You know, I played college basketball, played high-level high school basketball. I was a captain in college. And you know, I had a, dreams of making pro ball, but, you know, that, that, that was – that was a story that took me to create the zone, and that's where I'm at right now. Nice, interesting. Um, which college did you, did you attend? Um, I attended a small division two. It was called Concordia College in Bronxville, New York. You know, I was I, I faced injuries in high school, which you know made me lose that in a in a knucklehead situation made me lose a couple of my. Division one scholarships or that I was, you know, schools that were interested in me for basketball. And luckily enough, you know, I still had some division twos interested in me for the ability that was left in me. Wow. Interesting. Um, talk to me about The Zone. What is The Zone? Um, the Zone is a platform and, and basically an app-based platform that's set to increase connectivity and wellness for athletic programs and athletes. So, you know, it came about from my experience. You know, I wanted to enhance the experience for student athletes and give them the resources and help schools give them the resources they need to succeed in not only on the court, but off the court. Right. Through three pillars, the mind, the mental, the body, nutritional and, and life. And life, of course, could be content from name, image and likeness to financial so they can have those resources prepared. But I also wanted to help universities be able to communicate with their student athletes and, and have data sets that they can learn who those people are on the other hand. Well, wow. what did you study? Um, an undergrad or a master's? Uh, both, since there's a master's. Physiology and master's, I study in physiology with a hint of, um, I got my sports journalism certificate from Columbia and I also got some business experience at Columbia, but I did my master's at Columbia. Well, very, very nice. Okay, so here's a young man who comes from Cameroon, doesn't speak English, picks up the basketball. Uh, he connects with a, 
almost instantly. His career right. for the next, I don't know, 15, 20 years is built off that sport. What was the biggest challenge during during that time? Which time? You growing up not, not speaking English and then having to adjust to the American culture. And it's like, a, it, 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 I feel like I'm still adjusting. It's like a third world. It was like a, it was, it was, I can't even explain it to you. Just imagine people are saying stuff. You have no idea in the world what they're saying to you. You know, you just speak a coded language and you're walking around and you've got to, you know, my parents put me in, in those schools, you know, credit to them. I was able to learn the language in a year, but it was tough. You know, you got to get acclimated. You have to, you have to make friends without knowing how to communicate with you have to, you know, there's so many different barriers to entry of the culture. And then once you get used to it, your parents are still trying to raise you at home like you're in Africa, but you're in America. So it's totally different. You know, it was weird seeing the excess freedom my friends had and then my parents tried to take away mine and I was always rebelling. So, you know, those are the things that, you know, you got, you kind of have to go through that I hold dear to me, but I've learned. Wow. Interesting. All right, let's talk about the zone and how you guys have developed the platform and the product. Take me through where where you guys are currently at. Um, right now we're almost in beta stage. Um, we have some schools that we signed on to pilot, and we find we're finalizing our content partnerships and just trying to go through the weeds. Right, right now we're putting ourselves in a position to help universities, right, because we understand that their budgets are cut, you know, student athletes are home, but we want to be there to help them get through these stages and, and, and be prepared for post. And what does that look like, right? So we're working with the universities to basically answer those problems. So, you know, we can create a safe haven and an easier, efficient model for them going forward. And especially one where it's it amplifies what they do. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, are you able to share some of the, the universities that are likely to work with you guys? Universities in, inside what, the company? Uh, no, no, the universities or the colleges that are likely to work with, with you guys. Um, currently, we, we have it disclosed um, due to the privacy of us finalizing a lot of LOIs and contracts and also mm-hmm. competitor, competitor um, information. But, you know, it's, it's very interesting because universities understand the importance of, you know, their well-being and also being efficient going forward. Right. Everything that was inefficient is being pulled out right now through, you know, balance sheets, through understanding what they were investing in and not knowing what was the ROI in those investments. Um, understanding that a lot of kids are transferring, a lot of kids have issues that they may not know. So how do we fix those issues? And we're in a position to help them fix those issues. So it's it's been it's been it's been um, transformative and, and really listening, listen to the, to them. What are some of the biggest challenges that, that you faced trying to bring these these universities on board? Because, I mean, especially nowadays with uh, student-athletes, there's so many softwares and platforms and technologies that people are trying to sell to, this, to these colleges. Um, and even now with NIL, that's opened up a whole new world with uh, people trying to basically pitch to them. How did you get through the noise? What are some of the tips that you can share with others? to make it through, basically, because that's really tough to, to get any college on board. Right. And it's it's, it's leading with, with, you know, I didn't enter a market where I studied the market. You know, I was the customer, 
right? So understanding that human behavior and the experiences that me and peers that I know went through and continue to go through is, is what sparked it and, and, and is really what pushed it. And then having conversations with the schools and really listening, you know, taking away what I wanted to do, but really listening to the pain points made it easier for us to kind of create a product that, you know, it, 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 it sells itself. You know, it's a direct need and, and, and hopefully answers a direct problem that they have. So, you know, sometimes I don't know for I can't speak on others that have tried to sell all these different softwares or whatever. But we're, 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 the software is the amplifier. The service still has to be the service. And that's where we understand and we're leading with. You know, we want to be there hands on. You know, we want to make sure that the schools get the most out of us. It's not just a plug and play and leave and go get the next. You know what I mean? So. Very nice. Um, what does what does the future look like for you guys? I mean, how do you guys evolve with that and really take take the next step? I think it's a growth play, you know. And when I say growth, is what's the impact that you can have, right? And in a, in a time of need, and what's the lifetime value of that impact? What's going? What's that lifetime value going to look like for you and for the universities? And I think in a couple years, you know, we hope to have a high market share in the industry and be able to, to, to look at the data set and say we've helped X amount of athletes, you know, pivot. We've helped X amount of schools save money. We've helped X amount of schools be in more position to, to, to recruit to parents that they have things that can be there for their child also to help them manage their day to day. So. That's where, you know, we're looking at in the long term. With so many um, data sets and insights and pieces of uh, guidance and information, the modern day athlete is really evolving, right? So their level and their standard is going to a whole new level because there's never been so much information and guidance. Therefore, it's going to become a lot more lucrative for people to try and and, fil and filter into the space. Sorry, not filtering, into the space. How does the zone really take that front step and make sure that they're constantly ahead, they're constantly innovating, and they're constantly making sure that their barriers to entry are a lot harder and a lot higher than what they seem to be? You constantly listen, right? You have to know what's going on. You have to know what's going on in both facets. You have to know what's going on in universities because one thing is it's the digital divide and then it's the age gap between the staff and the athletes, right? So how can you use technology to, 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 to kind of limit that divide and, and kind of build in those relationships? Because if you can use data sets to, to do that, you're in a position that, you know, you're creating real human capital value. And by that, we... We know human capital leads to, you know, financial capital. But those, by being in the forefront of that and answering that question, we know that the future can be very bright. Makes makes a lot of sense. Um, setting up a company is, is never easy. Building a platform is never easy. Uh, acquisition of clients is never easy. What are some of the challenges that you faced in this period that you, that you could share with, with, with others? Even failures that, that you thought things would be a certain way and you've had to pivot, start again, you know, and go in a completely different direction because 
let's let's be real. We we we've all started companies. We're all involved in companies, especially startups. When when you're doing something that's not common, very very hard to to convince people of your idea. And even when you do, right. there's so many things that go wrong. <laughs> so. I um I mean to future entrepreneurs or people that's getting into it, you know, like. The real challenge, it's easy to say you're doing a fundraising round, but when you actually get the money, you're the pressure really starts, right? Because that thing that you sold, you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure you try your best to do. And those things keep you up at night. Also understanding that nobody, you know, nobody knows anything. Right? And I say that to say you only know with experience. You know, when you get you you gotta ex- expect to get punched in the face with a lot of reality. You know, and, and how are you going to get up? How are you going to showcase that you have the ability to, to maneuver or pivot? You know, I, we started as an events company two, four, three and a half years ago. And now we're, you know, software. The events didn't cost. I mean, it cost too much. The margins were too low. You know what I mean? And and I was, in, I was spending so much money and not making any money back. There was no growth in that. And. It, it took me a while to pivot, but then I easily pivoted when I understood that the grand scheme of things of what I could really understand. So you just have to be able to, to adapt. You know, you have to understand that it's going to be tough, but it's also going to be rewarding. And just continue to go and find people that you enjoy doing it with, you know, and, and that have the same values as you. Because it's, 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 it's easy to say you own 100% of nothing, you know, but owning... Owning 60% of something makes more sense, or 50% of something makes more sense, or even 33% of something makes more sense. So being able to understand those things has been something that I've figured. And I, I think the number one pain point that I've had is pricing. You know, it's not easy to set pricing when you have a different product than others and you want to set a premium. So figuring that out in an early stage is, is tougher, but it comes with the territory. Yeah, pricing can be a tough one because... Sometimes you can generate revenue, but because you haven't priced right, you make no money. So you find right. yourself in a massive hole, and if you, you, you take on long-term contracts, <laughs> it's a constant loss ongoing. So absolutely. All right, awesome. Three tips you can give to a young entrepreneur trying to come up uh, through a similar journey. Obviously, every single journey is different. Um, what's three tips you can give someone telling them to basically look out for when they're trying to start up a uh, sports tech or any company and lucky you're out of the event space because <laughs> look at the world right now. Yeah. Um, three tips is I've actually known this, but I, I heard it again today. Be where your feet are. Um, that means basically where you are right now, you know, be there, be present, you know, don't, don't try not to think too, too far ahead, even if you plan and, and stick to your guns. So that's one, be where your feet are. Um, number two is stay, stay true to your values. You know, those will help you make good decisions and, and decisions period. You know, I like to stay true to when I'm making a decision whether to do a deal or not is does it fit my values? Does it fit the long term? So I like to stay true to that. Um, and, and you know, work, start to think how you can work smarter, right? A lot of times is that working 18 hours, staying up late just because you think it's the right thing to do might not be the thing. 
right? Maximize your personal wellness. Maximize, you know, your family time. Then maximize the time you got to do the work, right? Plan it. You know, know what you're doing the next day, you know, so you're not just waking up and just doing things. So having that kind of, you know, thought process for myself has been something that I've evolved and, and, and it's been very helpful. Do you feel there's a um, this stigma that that basically being an entrepreneur you just have to kill yourself when it comes to work um, because we, we see all these people preaching about hard work and non-stop but when you actually go through the journey you realize that very early on um, it's very hard to commit your your 10 12 hours to, to the project because you're still working it out and then once you work it out that's when you can double down on time and really try and grow things do, do, you, right. do, do you feel the same or is that just me basically go, going through all that no i think you're right you know i think in the beginning of planning i know right now you know a lot of things reside on waiting on contracts yeah right finalizing a deal and I, I get antsy because I'm like I'm supposed to be doing something but I've already done a lot I think right now I'm just planning for what's what happens after that what's right. that goal and then I'm working on the business on top of the business the accounting the lawyer stuff and and it, it you do run out of work at a time you feel like but you never run out of it in your mind you know what I mean because you're always thinking about it and that's the thing and I like to say I've studied the industry a lot most of my time is spent studying the industries and studying other industries a lot of my time and writing notes on that and seeing how you know i can mitigate the 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 i want to say the failing process even though it's going to happen right how do i how do i plan for it how do i know what might come so yeah it's 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 days where when like wednesdays for me i don't i don't plan to do most work i just have calls and i let my mind just like go and I let it flourish, and I write down whatever comes up, you know. And I think that works for me in the middle of the week because it's a, you know, it's a seven-day job when you're trying to build something, and then when you actually build something, it becomes even more pressure, like you said, because now you got to try to grow at a certain rate, you got to try to hire a team, you know. So a lot of it, a lot of different things goes into it, and it, it, learning what what the hell is a CEO, you know, most people don't even know what that is. It's just like, oh, I'm a founder and CEO or whatever. It's like. You know, do you know what those roles are? Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is at this stage? So, you know, a lot of reading is what really trumps a lot of my time. Absolutely, my man. Awesome. Um, Ivan, you've been you've, you've been amazing, man. You've, you've shared amazing insight with us. Thank you very much. I, I really want to thank you for joining me on the show. Before we wrap things up and, and let you go, where can people find you online? Um, my Instagram is my name, I-V-A-N, Ivan Chachuo, T-C-H-A-T-C-H-O-U-W-O. That's my Instagram name. Um, that's my name on LinkedIn. Um, that's my name on Twitter. So if you want to find me, just my first and last name. And yeah, that's pretty it, man. Ask me any questions, you know, shoot it at me. I, I always respond. I'm big on giving back and helping as I can. Love it. Love it, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ivan, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me.
Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?